but in Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, thank you. I want to welcome everyone for coming online this evening for the second Bible study in the year 2023. It's a great privilege, and just as the song we played at the beginning says, uh, Moria Anuba, I have received grace from the God Almighty. Pray that the grace of the Lord will not go in vain upon our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Our Lord and our Father, I want to appreciate you, Lord, for this evening. We thank you, Lord, we bless your name because you are faithful. We thank you, Lord, because you are God upon our life. We thank you, Lord, because your faithfulness is forever sure. Be deserted, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the grace to be called your own. Thank you, Lord, for the grace, O God, you have given unto us, even to be called the sonship with Christ. Father, Lord, we say, be deserted, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Precious Father, as we go into the Bible study this evening, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that we go with us in Jesus' name. You give us entrance into your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Speak through this, the speaker in the mighty name of Jesus. And you give us Air to ear in the mighty name of Jesus, and at the end of everything, we return all glory to you, Lord. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, once again, I want to welcome every one of us into today's study. And as we go into the study, the Lord will open our hearts into everything we need to know this evening in the mighty name of Jesus. We are in week 41 by God's grace. And we are treating the book of Ephesians this evening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, let's read our memory verse. Our memory verse is taken from the book of Ephesians 1 17. Ephesians 1 17. That the Lord, our Lord Jesus, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirits of wisdom and revelation. In the knowledge of him. Let me take it together. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and understanding and revelation in the knowledge of him. Ephesians 1 17. Hallelujah. Amen. That the Father, our Father, the Father of glory, may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. May we receive knowledge of the Lord our God in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's just have an over, overview of the uh, epistle, epistle to the epistle of Paul to the Ephesians. So traditionally, the book was named Ephesians. The letter may not actually have been written to the believers Ephesus. Mm. But some of the best early copies of the letters don't include the phrase in Ephesus, at least that the, the, the opening does not include um, the, to the people of the phrase in Ephesus in the greeting. Mm. So while Paul spent two years in Ephesus, the letter appears to address people Paul has never even met before. He's just writing the letter to those people. Then um, Paul, the writer of this book, here presents a two-fold pattern. First, he explained the new identity believers, believers have in Christ, and then bringing out the implication for their new way of life. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. He explained the new identity of the believers, the identity they have in Christ. 
and then the implication for their new way of life. Hallelujah. God has brought everything together under the rule of Messiah, exalting Jesus above all things. And um, in, in, in this book, hallelujah, in this book, Paul echoes a phrase, hallelujah, by the time we get there, I will let us know again, that God placed all things under his feet. And that's what we seen in uh, Psalms 8. He echoed that word. That is God is the sovereign being, is the one who is above every other thing on earth. Talk of uh, Jesus Christ, God is above every other thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So he echoes that, uh, uh, that, that particular phrase, hallelujah, to show that Jesus is truly human. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And um, another thing I want us to know about this, that this means Jesus' followers must give up their former way of life and practice purity in our daily living and integrity in their relationship. The reciprocal possibilities of this, of those in and under authority are used as key examples of the new kinds of relationship God is expecting. Paul also cautions his readers that they are entering spiritual battles. All this we are going to see as we move forward in the, in the, in the teaching. Then we must arm ourselves, arm ourselves with all resources God has provided until Messiah brings unity to all things in heaven and on earth. When is God going to bring that unity? Is there a trapture? Is there a death? We'll, we'll, we'll see as we we'll go forward, as we move forward in today's discussion. I pray as we listen, the Lord will be with us in Jesus' name. Let's quickly grow into our introduction. Hallelujah. I'll be doing the reading. The book of Ephesians is one of the letters written by Paul which formed part of the canonized books, which is the Bible. It is evident that the book was written to the church in Ephesus. The church of Ephesus was one of the seven churches. And by the way, the foremost addressed in Revelation chapter two and three. The church was charged with laws of first law for God and others, Revelation two, four. The church at Ephesus was established in AD 53 during Paul's journey back to Jerusalem. He had several contacts with the church during his ministerial itinerary. Ephesus was a strategic city, ranking in importance with Alexandria in Egypt and Antioch of Syria as a port. It was one of the five major cities in the Roman Empire, along with Rome, Corinth, Antioch, and Alexandria. It lays the most western edge of Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey, our present-day Turkey. The book of Ephesians was written to strengthen the believers in Ephesus and by implication, all believers in their Christian faith by explaining the nature and purpose of the church, the body of Christ. Also, it is evident that Paul, the apostle of the, to the Gentiles, wrote the letter and sent it through Titus. See more about Titus in the... In Acts 24, Colossians, um, and, and so on and so forth. So the introduction borders on how the church was um, established. That is one of the seven churches, and by the way, the most foremost. Hallelujah. Because why is it the foremost? Because the church was charged with the laws of first law for God and others that 
we should bring back the first love. Uh, it gave us some, some, some way of living, like the husbands love your wife, uh, as the church loved the unique, you know, that's when I'm so forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that is the church of Ephesus. And Ephesus, that is the city where the church is, is a strategic city, ranking in importance with Alexandria in Egypt and Antioch of Syria as a possible. It's not just, Ephesus is not just um, a, a city, it is a strategic one. Hallelujah. And it lays on the western edge, that is, it is a strategic uh, points is a strategic um ports hallelujah and it is our mother day turkey because anything you want to buy now if you want to get quality <laughs> things quality clothes so people cannot wear any clothes that is not from turkey it's like i don't want china though, though china is trying to outrun them but it can never be possible anything that comes from turkey is the best of the best hallelujah even the bible can see as far back as AD 53, Bible days, it has been the, 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 the high-ranking uh, city in those days. Hallelujah. So this book is written to strengthen the believers in Ephesus and implication of believers in their Christian faith. There are so many rules and regulations that if at even men reading the book of Ephesus, you will live a godly life and you will live a blameless life because all the rules of living for a Christian as Christians are all exemplified in the book of Ephesians. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And this book was written by Paul to us, us to dwell on it. Praise God. Um, so let's go into the discussion. Number one, as Ephesians, I think we should, should, should we, because of our time, we, not, we might not be able to read all the Bible of verses hallelujah mm-hmm. so let's just take the first introduction and that is seen in Ephesians 1 1 to 14. believers are chosen by god's grace in christ jesus a demonstration of god's love to us we don't deserve to be loved god's grace gave us his gave us his gift this qualifies us to enjoy all spiritual benefits as God's children and co-heirs with christ in the heavenlies, hallelujah, amen. amen. The first they say, we don't deserve to be loved. We don't deserve to be loved, but God's grace gave us this gift. And what is that gift? To be called uh, um, children of God and co-heirs with Christ. That alone is enough for our daily living and in our race as a Christian on earth. And we can as well enjoy all spiritual benefits. Hallelujah. Amen. Spiritual benefits. We can talk to God as our Father and He will answer us. We can plead on behalf of others, just as Christ is always pleading on our behalf because we are co heirs with Him. And I, I, looking at this place, I see us on the same level with Christ. So we have all these benefits. But are we not misusing all these benefits today as a Christian? Is it, are we too familiar with God to the extent that we don't really know that we have all these qualities? I pray God will give us the grace to, and will give us the, 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 the understanding to know the extent of the love of Christ unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. The second one says, 
describe how we, who are the we, we the believers, became the elects of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I think we need to read this place. Let's read on Ephesians 1, 3 to 12. Ephesians 1, 3 to I think so. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah. I think we should stop there because maybe for me, from verse four, mm. look at that. Please describe how we became. The elect of God, hmm. Hallelujah. Looking at verse four, that He shows us in it before creation of the world, to be holy and blameless in His sight. Hmm. He has chosen us. He has chosen us before the creation. Eh? Hmm. Hallelujah. And five said He predestined us. I want us to take note of those points. He has chosen us before um, uh, creation. That is one. Two. He predestined us for adoption to sonship. Through mm. Jesus Christ. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. And then in, in seven, it said, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace. That alone is enough. Those three. Mm. He has predestined us. Mm. He has he said it before creation mm. and through the forgiveness of sins. Those three alone is enough to describe how we became the elect of God. So if anybody should ask again that, how did we even become the elect of God? That, tell it that the person that God has chosen me from creation and he has predestined me and then he forgave me even at age. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Amen. And the third one, Paul prays for wisdom and revelation for believers to grow in God's knowledge. This is very vital in our Christian pilgrimage. You can't pay lip service to knowing God intimately mm. if you are truly on your way to heaven. What is lip service? Um, you will say, I'm sorry to you, I will try, I will try and translate. Uh, mm. You are just a Christian by, by lip mouth. service, by mouth. I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. How Christian are you? How Christianly are you? Hallelujah. Amen. Everything that we've been doing is it not just for lip service and eye service. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. You need to know, we need to know God intimately. If truly we are on our way to heaven. This way is telling us that enough of lip service. You can't pay lip service to knowing God intimately. Knowing God intimately means you have to converse with God. You have to have an, a one-of-one -one relationship with God. Not through your pastor, not through your prophets. 
that kind of intimacy that's, that is between a father and a son. Hallelujah. Amen. Intimacy between a father and a son, that a, fa- a son will walk up to the father that, Daddy, I need this. You don't have to go through a third party, uh, your mother, that, Mommy, please let me tell Daddy that I need so and so. You need that intimacy with God. If truly you are on your way to heaven, I pray the intimates with God, they will truly know that God is our Father indeed and the truth in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And now we are moving into Ephesians 2, 1.22. God's grace saves us, not our works. I want us to take note of that. It is not the amount of work you do in the house of God that saves you. Just as the first place, say, lip service, eye service. It is not the, award, the, the amount of works you've been an usher, a pastor, um, Sunday school teacher, and all that. It is not that that saves you. It is the grace of God. Mm. It is the grace of God in the course of the. Uh, we are going to look into that um, Ephesians 2. Hallelujah. Mm. So that we can really know the depth of that word. So we shouldn't boast <clears throat> that uh, if not for me, the church cannot move forward. If I don't um, teach on the school, the church will be dull. If I don't preach, the church will be dull. If I don't sing as a chorister, the church will not, the, the, the atmosphere of the church will not be okay that day. We shouldn't boast. It is not by works. It is not by the amount of works we do. It is by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Amen. We were once strangers to God, even enemies of the cross. But we have now been made one with Christ, members of God's family, the church. Hallelujah. We have been bought, we have been sanctified, we have been forgiven, and we are now co heirs with, uh, with Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I'm trying to look for a short part of that second uh, Ephesians 2 that we can, we can read for more understanding. Okay, let's read Ephesians 2 11. I will take it from here. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who come themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who wants to far away have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with his commands and regulation. Hallelujah. But now in Christ Jesus, you who was once far away have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we are no longer strangers. God has given us the grace to be called his own. And that grace will be permanent upon our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Number five. What exactly have you consciously forsaken for the sake of knowing Christ and his resurrection power? Self-denial? Hallelujah. This is a rhetorical question, and I want us to answer it uh, deep down. Self-denial, what is that? What is that thing 
you have consciously forsaken for the sake of knowing Christ and his resurrection power. This place says self-denier. Emulate Paul, who even felt all not in exchange for Christ's sake. We all know that Paul was imprisoned. Even in that imprisonment, he was on, he felt so honored that he could do that for Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of us can emanate such today? A little, a little persecution will be say, ah, hey, you deny Christ. This is somebody that even in chains, in bondage, in prison, he felt honored. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul prays for the church for inner strength, that Christ would make home in their hearts, that they would be deeply rooted in God's love, that they would deeply understand the dimension of God's love. This will define a prayer pattern today, not the grace for mundane, ephemeral things. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. The prayer of um, Paul for the church is that the church will have inner strength, that Christ will make home in their hearts, what a deep prayer. <laughs> Imagine if Christ is living in each and every one of us in our hearts. Do you think the world will be like this? Because when you have that thing in you, it won't be difficult for you to, know, to love your neighbor or to even love yourself. Some people hate themselves, hallelujah. And that Christ, will, that they will be deeply rooted in God's love. How are we rooted? Are we deeply rooted in God's love today? Hallelujah. And that they will deeply understand the dimension of God's love. It is a thing to say, I love you. And it's another thing to know the dimension, the depth of that love. Hallelujah. Amen. How are we genuinely expressing God's and Christ's love today? I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Does this should define a prayer pattern that Lord. I want to love myself. I want to love my neighbor. I want to love everybody, even as Christ loved the church. Not the place for mundane things. You see uh, uh, another person putting all these particular clothes to church and in your hearts. Right then, the church will be like, I wish I have these things. And so people will go to any length to get that stuff. Hallelujah. That is not the love of Christ. That's all this praise for mundane things, worldly things, we should, it's good to put on clothes, but not to the essence of denying the Christ of, the love of Christ upon your life to go for such things. Hallelujah. Um, chapter four, we should be of one mind, united in Christ. That is the church, not to separation and schemes. Since we are of one spirit, one Lord, one father and one baptism. Hallelujah. Christ gives us, gives the church gift to edify and perfect her. Amen. Let's read um, Ephesians 4, 11 to 16 so that we can see all these gifts that Christ has given unto us. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. 
Aleluia. Sustenta. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. So those are the gifts God has given unto us. He said he gave some the gifts to become apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. For what and to what end? To equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of Son of God and become mature on and on and, and like that. Hallelujah. So all these things we need to, all these gifts, we need to, 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 to actualize them. If somebody have the gift of teaching, the person that have the gift of singing should not um, envy that person. There are, some, there, are, there, are, there are some people, they are so talented in cleaning chairs. Some people are so talented in welcoming you. Some people are so talented. In fact, they are smiling alone. When you see them, you'll be willing to join the church. So we all have our parts and roles to play in edifying the church of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It is just left to us to identify the gifts we have and to make use of it. Amen. 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 Um, number eight. Live like Christ. Imitate God. We should no longer walk in the old way of sin that we should be dead to as Christians. What are those old ways? The, the, that song says, things I used to do, I do them no more. I do them no more. I don't know the, the full song. But henceforth, the, the book of Ephesians is telling us that we should live like Christ. The first uh, apostles then in the Bible, when they saw them, how did the word Christian come to be? says they are Christ-like Christians. They are Christ-like. And for people to see those people, for them to, to identify them and say, ah, these people are Christ-like, that means they are walking, because they, all these documentary we used to see, they dress like, like Christ. They put on the same type of shoe with Christ. They use the same cassock and all that, all those adornments. So the, the, the people saw them and said, ah, these people are Christ-like. How are people identifying us today? Can people really see us and say, ah, these people, this lady, she be, she's a Christian. Can people point to you at your place of work, as of work and say, ah, this person is a Christian. Mm. So in our daily living, we need to live like Christ. Imitate God. In everything we do, let's have the spirit of humanity and forbearance. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's imitate God. We should no longer walk in the old way of sin. Anything you have said bye-bye to, any sin that you know that, that has become a perpetual thing in your life and you have already left behind, we should not go back to those sins because we have been dead to it as Christians. We should keep on on our walk with God, our walk and walk with God, 
uh, imitating God and living like Christ. And I pray God will help us even as we do that in the name of Jesus. Amen. We will not go back to the old ways in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, we need to jump. I want to jump to number, I think, number nine. Emphasis, uh, that is, let's go to Ephesians 5. We'll just and pick some verses there. Well, I think we should, let's read Ephesians 5, 21 to 31. It's just 10 verses. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, if you are using NIV Bible, just at, at the beginning of that um, verse 21, just on top of it, it said instruction for instructions for Christian household. I love the way hmm. NIV put it. Instructions for Christian households. Hallelujah. Amen. Looking at these uh, scriptural verses, there is an emphasis on right relationship. Husband to wife relationship must be born out of genuine love, respect, sacrifice, and submission. The wife should be submissive like the church, like the church to Christ, while the husband should be loving and sacrificial like Christ. Children should honor their parents, while parents shouldn't vex the children. <laughs> the, word, the, the use of the word vex. I think this particular place should be uh, a, a real teaching in the church. It should, it should do a Bible study uh, teaching series on this part alone. Hallelujah. Amen. Talking about uh, submission, that the wife should submit their selves unto their husband, just as unto the Lord. It's a pity that nowadays, a lot of women, they will rather submit to their pastor mm. Than to their husband. Hmm. My mommy will used to say that the plate you cannot use to serve your husband. Hmm. Don't use it to serve outsiders. Some people, they will, our grandmas, those of us that uh, knows all these uh, village, there's this uh, um, shelf they used to have in their room. They will keep all their most expensive plates and all that, all their dishes, they will keep it there. They bring it out just once in a year. 
Hallelujah. Amen. So if you really want to submit, that's, we are not talking about food. Now I'm just using this as an example. In submission, you must submit totally to your husband. I remember when my husband wanted to start, when this church was about to start, and he said, ah, we are starting the church. I said, okay. I did not even question him. I did not say anything. But in my mind, I said, God, do the, let this work be easy for him. I know a lot of us might still be questioning, ah, how do we want to start? A lot of you can you talk, useless talks. I just said, okay. And by the grace of God, God is doing his work. Hallelujah. Submission. Even as, uh, 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 even as Christ, okay, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also the wife should submit to their, sorry, to their husbands in everything, in everything, in everything. Hallelujah. Amen. I think I'm, I'm, I will try and do something for women on that aspect. In everything, not, not parts. Give your totality to God, to, to your husband, even as Christ is the head of the church. Hallelujah. Amen. And another thing is that husbands, love your wife just as Christ loved the church. How many husbands love their wife truly today. Hallelujah. Amen. To make her holy. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing. Cleansing her by washing with water through the word and to present her himself as, as to himself as the radiant church without stain or wrinkle or other blemish. Hallelujah. Amen. In the same way, Husbands also love their wives as their own body. How many of us can take a knife and start piercing themselves, choking themselves, or you carry acid, just pour it on your body? No, you can't do that. So God is giving us a standard to live by today that anything you cannot do to yourself, to your body, don't do it to your wife. Treat your wife as your own body. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 29 said, after all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does for the church. If all you could do is to wake up, clean your body, put perfume, that is how God is giving us, that is the standard God is giving us to also treat our wives. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And then, it says children should honor their parents. We see that in Exodus 20, 12. Why parents shouldn't vex their children? Parents shouldn't make their children get angry. Hallelujah. We've seen a lot of cases whereby the parents, the, the children might say, okay, I left the house because of my father. I don't like the way my father treats me. I don't like the way my mother treats me. A whole lot of, lot of issues. And some children have become wayward today just because of upbringing and the way their parents are. I pray God, all of us here, uh, we, we might still be young, but we are training children, we are bringing up children. Let us be involved in their life. When they come to us, just as Christ, we go to Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, this is what I want. Lord, have mercy on me. Do this and that. The same way our own children will come to us. Let us not cast them away. 
Let us not make them angry to the extent that they will leave the house and leave the food of Christ. Hallelujah. It is, easy, it is not easy to bring back a stray, a stray animal. Amen. A lot of children never got it right the moment they leave the house. Because out there, they will meet people that will teach them a whole lot of things that are quite different from the, the teaching of Christ. I pray God we help us in Jesus' name Amen. to be a loving wife, to be a loving husband, Amen. to be a loving children, and to be a loving parent to our children in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. As Christ church, we are in verse, uh, we are in chapter six now. As Christ church, we must be strong in him, putting on his whole armor, because we are into spiritual warfare against the devil and his cohorts. So put on is Ammon. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We should, God has provided us with every resources we need, with all resources. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We must arm ourselves. We must put on the old armor of Christ because we are not into, we, we, we are into spiritual warfare against the devil and his cohorts. And I pray that the Lord will give us victory in the name of Jesus. Amen. In our daily life, it is war. Because the devil is, is roaming about looking for room to devour and is constantly uh, making uh, demands with Christ. <laughs> Any small thing, ah, no, this person cannot be forgiven. This so and so and so and so. Even when Christ has forgiven us ahead, hmm. the devil will still go and tell that this person, is blameless, is has blasting on his body. Hallelujah. Amen. We should put on the old armor of Christ. Amen. Amen. The book of Ephesians entirely talks about unity in the church, maintaining good relationship among believers and fighting spiritual battles. How can we achieve this in the church? Hmm. Let's let's give that up for discussion. Hmm. Book of Ephesians talk about unity in the church, but <laughs> is there really unity in the church nowadays? You see, Dickinesses that they say they are they are Christians, they keep malice, they don't talk to each other, even when they sit together in the church. This person will face throughout the whole service. This was because they are meant to sit together. This one will face here, yeah, and that one will face pastors envying each other. You envy this person because he's eloquent. You envy the pastor because his church is bigger than yours. You envy this pastor because he's, he's well-dressed. And then among the choristers, hey, the moment you can sing like this, you are in trouble. Even when you come to church and you don't greet, they say, ah, it's because she knows how to sing. That's why she's proud. That's why she's this. As I said, the school teacher, when you know the Bible, when you can quote the Bible offhand, I know a brother in church back then. It's not, it's not the school teacher, it's not anything. But when the pastor is preaching and say, let me reopen the book of, he will be opening the Bible and reading it ahead before he even gets to, he knows the Bible. Come and see the way they gang up uh, against this brother. So this place is saying that the book of Ephesians talk about unity in church and maintaining good relationship among believers and fighting spiritual battles. How can we achieve this in the church today? Is it the person that is fighting that they will not want to, to go against spiritual, fight spiritual battles mm -hmm. together? 
Even the devil will flog them. You, you are praying. When you have maddies and you are keeping maddies with your fellow sister, you are doing this and that. How can we achieve this in the church today? Let's unmoot, let's unmoot, let's unmoot our mics. And okay. in my opinion, I feel we are soldiers of Christ. However, the devil is um, the devil. We are no longer using that our weapon, our our AK forty seven, our spiritual AK forty seven. We are no longer using it to fight the devil. We are now using it to fight each other. We are shooting. We are bringing the arrow and shooting it against each other. So I think it's a strategy of the devil rather than we facing the devil and fighting in unity. We are divided amongst ourselves that we are fighting each other with the with the with the weapons. Uh, and I think uh, we the, the church needs to wake up. Christians need to wake up and know that the enemy is not that brother. The enemy is not that sister. The enemy, the common enemy, we all have. Is the devil? That's my contribution. Another person. Praise the Lord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just a little observation. Thank you very much, sister, for um, your teaching. Um, I, one thing that stri strikes me when we talk about uh, the church and unity in the church, I think most of all, um, uh, issues arise from different different named congregations like different i don't want to use the word sects but let's say for instance you have somebody attends an apostolic church another person attends a pentecostal church another person attends a, maybe a, a cns church you know the, the different types of groups of churches that we have yes so i um fundamentally when you belong to a church, maybe somebody belongs to a redeemed Christian church of God, for instance. What I have observed is a, a lot of resistance, mm -hmm. you know, between one church and the other church. So we, I, I think really it all boils down to the definition of church. Who is the church? Where is the church? The church is the full body of Christ, not just that particular sect that you belong to. And because of that, and um, uh, oh, um, how can I put it? Um, what I've observed is that many, many people, they have that feeling that my church is better than the other church. Mm -hmm. And for no reason should maybe I, I be going to another church or maybe see somebody else. And maybe when somebody else comes from your, from another church to your church, you start looking at the person funny instead of embracing you know that that person because at the end of the day our role model is christ just like you said we are to be christ-like so there shouldn't be that division even among the church so that basic fundamental division amongst churches is what i think that god helping us we need to address more than even what happened it, it's bad enough when it happens inside the church, but then that um, segregation and that lack of unity between <clears throat> churches is something that is very important and should be taught, you know, at maybe a universal generic Christian level so that people can embrace, we can embrace and accept each other 
and you know work together in unity. Praise God. You know, even disheartening. Um, I I heard of uh, a good musician that left a church, and because he left that church, his songs were banned. You can't sing a song in that previous church. <laughs> Is that really Christ-like? Like, what are we trying to portray? And the the, the church members, uh, infinito. Let me don't let me go into <laughs> into law terms. Followed suits. They can't play a song in the church. You can't sing a song during worship and all that. So is that, I don't know, that is that what Christ is teaching us and all that. You see, some churches, they can't attend your wedding in as much as you are not doing it in their church. They won't go with you. So I, I, God should help us. Do you have any other contribution? Wale, and all that. Amen. Okay, because of our time, let's just read the conclusion. Hallelujah. The conclusion says, we are saved by grace, not our works of righteousness. So we should not boast. You know, we've, we've talked about that. Let us accept these spiritual privileges with thanksgiving and good Christian conduct. God forbid that we continue to wallow in our old godless practices. Christ-likeness and godliness must be our watchword now, as we are called to walk worthy of our calling. We must foster unity and relationship in the church and with one another, bearing in mind that we are representative of Christ everywhere in the world. Hallelujah. Amen. We will be worthy representatives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And even our walk worthy of our calling in the name of Jesus. Amen. And God will give us unity and good relationship in the church and with one another in Jesus name amen, amen. thank you for, for coming thank you for attending today's bible study pray that next week we will be ill and elder to attend in the mighty name of Jesus amen. okay thank you very much uh, we'll wrap up now uh, we are a minute after seven uh, one uh, after eight sorry uh, one contribution I would just like to point out. Thank you very much, Ma, for that wonderful teaching. One contribution I would like to point out, uh, so that uh, for for those who think uh, that Ephesians five twenty one is misogynistic, um, the Bible says, and a number of people have misinterpreted that that wives submit to your own husband, not submit to all men. That's a okay. Uh, internet. Yeah, okay, so wives are to submit to their own husbands, not to all men. Not that when you see a man, you keep the, the easiest, the, the closest example is husbands are to love their own wives. Not that you should keep loving every woman all about. It's the same thing. So the fact that you are a woman and you're a boss in the office and men are reporting to you. It is wrong for you to, for those men to now think that she be this woman is not submissive. How, how is she treating her husband at home? You are not my husband. Tell the straight. <laughs> Separate things. 
you are, if you're my colleague, you're my, you my classmate or we are colleagues at work. I'm not supposed to submit to you just because you're a man. I submit to my husband as a woman. I love my wife as a man. So that's what I want us to uh, 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 balance out uh, so that people don't just uh, uh, misquote the Bible or misinterpret uh, the Bible. God will help us in Jesus' name. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, Sunday service is eight o'clock for those of us in Abuja. And I want to thank uh, my big sister. It's been a while. Lovely to see your face again, Ma. Uh, <laughs> okay, in UK. Thank you very much. Uh, so you'll be closing okay. the meeting for us just with a word of prayers. Uh, for those of us in Abuja, join us on Sunday, eight o'clock. Um, you know, to send the venue uh, on our normal what I mean broadcast WhatsApp broadcast. God bless you. Thank you very much, and thank you, Ma, for. Uh, for this wonderful teaching. Any comment on Facebook? Okay. Thank you, Pastor John Adenika. I think today is just UK people. That's Boston, uh, uh, Elizabeth Adejuibe, uh, Hatfield. Thank you. Uh, and Mr. Uh, Nike is in London. I get it. You're still in London, I'm very sure. Uh, yes. Thank you for the Nigerian people as well. Those of us joining us from Nigeria. God bless you in Jesus' name. Uh, a word of prayer from Yuma as we close. Father Lord, we bless you for today. We thank you for your word that you have brought forth, oh Lord Father. We thank you for life, Lord Father, your word. We thank you for your daughter that you have used to bless us. We pray, Lord Father, that you will add virtue unto her wisdom, knowledge, understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. And we pray, Lord Father, even as she has taught and we have learned at your feet everything that we have learned we pray that we will not just be hearers of your word but on, we'll understand and we will live by your word to your glory in the mighty name of jesus Amen. thank you for every lesson that we have learned we pray lord father in every way that we live even as we have learned through the book of ephesians that we will live our lives christ-like people will see us lord father and they will be drawn unto you even through the way we speak through the way we interact through the way we act in the mighty name of jesus Amen. we thank you lord father for your church we thank you for the unity in your church and we pray oh father that you will continue to strengthen us and Amen. enlarge our course our territories Amen. and the fullness of blessings will continually be ours Amen. as the fullness of glory continues to be yours in Amen. Jesus' name, with thanksgivings, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please join us again next week, Tuesday, at the same time. Uh, UK people, it's 6 p.m. Uh, Sister Nike said uh, she mixed it up with Nigerian time. So. <laughs> I joined last week. Yeah. It was <laughs> no 7 o'clock and, yeah. and you had finished. <laughs> yes, yes, no problem. So next week, by the grace of God, 6 p.m. UK time, 7 p.m. Nigerian time. Have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you. Thank you.